Hello, Alex. Hello. Hi, Alex. How are you this evening? Good. How are you? I'm good. Um, good evening and welcome to the CASA update for the week of 9-14-2015. So can you tell us what's been going on lately, Alex? <laughs> um, well, an appropriate place to start would be California. Uh -huh. um, I, I'm actually looking at a uh, draft ordinance from El Cerrito. Oh, God. Or El, El Cerrito. Cerrito. I don't know if they go with the hard T there. El Cerrito, California. Um, and there's going to be, <clears throat> I guess they're introducing the uh, draft ordinance tomorrow evening. I haven't really dug into this, but uh, I was just reading it. Uh, and I believe somewhere in here there is a proposed flavor ban. <laughs> mostly because I guess they're going to redefine uh, oh, electronic smoking device um, yep flavored tobacco product includes electronic cigarettes um, so El Cerrito uh, I believe we have an existing call to action for this or something else in El Cerrito I think so um, so uh, I, so I, I apologize. I, I drove around my neighborhood for half an hour looking for parking. So oh, um, no. I haven't really had a chance to sit down and go over stuff. Sorry. Um, uh, it's not, it's not your fault. I live in a, I live in the most densely populated city in America. So um, <laughs> parking tends to be a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, so uh, anyway, that's that. But the real news out of California is all of the horrible tobacco control bills um, that were in the special session, which if if you haven't been following this or if, if you're new to this, whatever. Um, <laughs> <clears throat> So this special session was brought about, um, I believe there was a transportation bill or there was something that had to do with the budget and transportation that uh, really needed to get addressed. And so they called it, there's a sort of the first special session and the second special set or extraordinary sessions. <laughs> um, and the public health extraordinary session uh, I was another budget thing, and there were some very real, uh, you know, healthcare type considerations that California was dealing with. And so right. this was to uh, a handful of lawmakers a perfect opportunity to slide in all of these other bills to kind of circumvent the normal legislative process because. Uh, traditionally, or I guess as is just the normal process in California, right. uh, any kind of tobacco-related bill ends up going in front of the Assembly Governmental Organizational Organization Committee. Right. And they, in the past, over the past couple of years, and I guess traditionally, they are uh, somewhat friendly to tobacco. Um, so it's very, very difficult to pass any kind of 
tobacco control type legislation through this committee. Okay. Uh, and this is essentially what we saw again this year. Mm -hmm. uh, Senator Leno introduced SB 140. It made it through the Senate, I think, with no problem and got to the this assembly, the GO committee. And that's right. where it was amended. And he, you know, raised a huge stink and said, I, you know, I can't put my name on this bill anymore. It's been, you know, I just whatever. Um, you know, this was a bill even after the, the GO committee got done. Essentially what happened in the committee was they just took out the language or they changed the language that regulated electronic cigarettes as essentially combustible tobacco products. Um, and uh, just that minor change, I mean, it still, I think, strengthened, you know, regulations that prohibit minors from getting a hold of these things. And, you know, it's, it strengthened a lot of regulations. Right. But because he lost that definition, he walked away from the bill. Um, so, yeah, that is to kind of summarize for, for folks who haven't uh, been following <laughs> this very closely. So, um, he's and like this, that guy. Go ahead. He's kind of like that. He's kind of like that senator in Oregon that every year tries to make it so that all nicotine-containing products are are only available with a prescription. You know, it, it never passes. He throws a fit, and every year he comes back with the same thing. He's kind of like California's kind of like that guy. He's he's kind of like that guy from Oregon. Sorry. Yeah. No, I think there there's one in New York. We have uh, you know Senator Kemp Hannon. Uh, and, um, oh, what is her name? I get the Rosen, the Rosenberg or Rosenbaum, um, Rosenfeld. I get them all mixed up. Um, I, I think it's the, Rosenberg, but yeah, yeah, there are two tobacco control, uh, women who their last name begins with Rosen and one's from New Jersey, New Jersey gasp. And then there's the other, uh, uh, I believe she is an assembly member, uh, from New York. And so I get them confused because of their last names. They're, di they're different, they're Rosen something. Um, but yes, uh, so, uh, let's, I think it's, and I, they might actually have the same first name. Wow, this is driving me crazy. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So her and Kemp Hannon, uh, Senator Kemp Hannon, uh, bring back this sort of four to eight <laughs> tobacco <laughs> bills every year in New York. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, if you've been paying attention to New York and California, you can expect to see all of this legislation again, um, in, in December and January. Um, Yay. and so this is a really, uh, this is, this brings up a very important point. Um, I'm sure that there are thousands of vapors in California that are ecstatic about the results of this special session. That being that none of these bills really went anywhere. The session adjourned um, before they were brought to the floor in the assembly. Um, but since these are special sessions, uh, I, I believe if I read this correctly, they can sort of come back up over the next few months. They may not actually get to a full floor vote. You know, the entire legislature may not, there might not be enough legislators in town to, you know, to, to, to take a vote on anything. I, I don't exactly know how the special sessions work. So these are zombie vaping bills, basically? At any point they could come back and try to bite you? 
Well, you can pretty much, yes, they are zombie bills um, and quite lethal. Uh, <laughs> uh, they, they will most likely uh, be reintroduced at the beginning of the session next year, which is always, to me, kind of frightening because, you know, you, you sort of gotten a, a jump start on this stuff. So, mm -hmm. you know, some of these bills that we saw in the Extraordinary Session, they didn't really get introduced until this summer. So, and it was, a you know, there was a lot of pressure to get this stuff passed. And so, you know, whatever, it just, it just didn't happen. But if they come in at, you know, on the first week of the regular legislative session, then they've got, you know, nine months to get this stuff dealt with. So now they've got even more time. Um, and, and so that's particularly frightening. Um, <clears throat> so yes, this is, you know, we're, Kassa would looks at this and, and, and I think some other very level-headed advocates out there, um, look at this as a temporary reprieve. Um, people can take, uh, a, a, a sigh, right. sigh of relief. I think, <laughs> I think that might be the, the proper duration, a sigh, um, <laughs> Uh, yeah. Not a full-blown deep breath. Can't you know? It's not time to to turn off the lights and walk away. Um, right. So uh, yeah. Um, of course, in the meantime, you know, we're Carl Phillips is, is working on a on a gateway study. You know, certainly to you know to be realistic, this this isn't going to be some monumental. Uh, there are no monumental. Uh, just game-changing studies out there, no matter what we want to believe, you know, right. science is, science is a living, breathing thing. Um, so, uh, but this will be another thing that we will have in our, our toolbox to, um, to, to argue, uh, legis you know, to argue policy. Um, yeah. and, uh, so we, I, I'm very much looking forward to that. And, Me too. uh, Hopefully, you know, we will be effectively, we will be able to more effectively use something like that to, to combat some of the claims that, you know, ah, the kids. It's <laughs> for the children. Save the children. That's Sorry, so I was channeling Bill Hicks. I couldn't help it. <laughs> <sighs> so that, uh, in a nutshell, is California. And I just want to... Um, if it's appropriate, give you know a shout out to the uh, NorCal, SoCal, Safada chapters, and uh, not blowing smoke, um, who did quite a bit of legwork in um, you know getting down to Sacramento, helping people organize to get down there or up there, depending on where you live, um, and you know putting together you know a slick series of, of you know engaging posts and, and, and whatnot to, to get people involved. So, um, yeah. you know, it's certainly, um, it, you know, the, at, throughout the rest of the country, everybody's kind of got a different flavor or a different approach. But uh, um, I, I just, you know, personally, on a personal note, I have to say I really appreciate the amount of work and effort that went into um, to what they've done. And, uh, and I, and I, 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 I think that, that it was very, very helpful. And, 
you know, I'm glad that, that we were able to support in, you know, whatever way that, that, that we could, you know, we have, mm-hmm. we have, I think we're at or just a, above 6,000 members in, mm-hmm. in, in California. Wow. Um, in the last round of this special session, we had over 1500 people, um, sending emails, which amounted to, uh, several thousand emails, uh, because, you know, you're sending it to your assembly member and your senator. Um, and, uh, and then there was a, a good chunk of people that made phone calls through our system that, that we were able to, to monitor. So, um, nice. I, again, you know, it, it's, it's good to see California come together and, 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 uh, and really make some noise. <sighs> so yeah, feel good. Hugs all around. Um, <laughs> you wear the zombie bills. They'll be back. Yeah. You know, enjoy it while it lasts huddle by the campfire, um, eat the can of beans and, you know, live to fight another day. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah. So, uh, moving on if, if we're, if we've thoroughly covered California, um, I think so. (laughs) Um, the next two places on fire, I guess we'll look at, uh, Alabama. Um, there is a movement afoot, uh, Alabama, another state that's gone into overtime um, with their legislative session. Uh, I believe they've got a budget that needs to be dealt with. Right. And uh, the governor is uh, pushing to, first of all, they wanted to raise taxes on cigarettes. And I think that may have extended to other tobacco products. I I have to go back and read the the bill. Um, But uh, they actually wanted a pretty large tax increase on on cigarettes. And uh, that was somewhat shut down. I think it came down to 25 cents a pack uh, was was the the rate. They were raising the tax on cigarettes to 20. They're raising it by 25 cents a pack. I don't know what the total is going to be, um, but uh, they didn't get exactly what they wanted. Um, but there is still um, some hubbub in the legislature. There, there is a, a, I believe, a senator um, pushing for extending tobacco taxes to include uh, vapor products. Nice. Um, so it, before the weekend, there was a threat that vapor products would make it into this, this tobacco tax hike bill, um, but uh, uh, it was it never made it in, as far as I understand. Okay. Um, but there is still another vehicle through which these taxes could be applied. So um, I'm, you know, trying to keep tabs on this the best I can. Um, the Breathe Easy Alliance of Alabama. Uh, check their Facebook page out. Uh, they have been, uh, I believe they're working with a lobbyist and um, they're actually, you know, right up front with this. Um, so uh, they, they have some good information on their Facebook page and okay. I, I need to check that myself. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, if they... To be honest, you know, again, you know, at the state level, when somebody is, uh, when people have things handled, sometimes we can take kind of a hands-off approach to stuff. But uh, 
uh, you know, Alabama, we're, you know, we're here if you need a little help. Um, we can certainly put some stuff out and work to mobilize the consumer pretty effectively. So, um, so that's that, uh, you know, we'll be following that this week and, and see what happens. Um, and then on to Chicago. Um, I believe it was two weeks ago I put out a kind of a call to action. Um, Rahm, Mayor Rahm Emanuel held three um, kind of town hall style meetings in Chicago, right. which I just went back and started watching Parks and Recreation with my wife. Um, <laughs> And every time they have one of those kind of public hearings, I mean, mm -hmm. it is kind of funny. I mean, it's it's a funny show. That's it's comedy. So, you know, mm -hmm. you get that one guy. That's that, was it the, the woman that's just like, I ate a sandwich that I found in your park and it made me sick. There should be <laughs> signs in your park. Don't eat sandwiches, or something like that. I, I sort of imagine that, but the, you know, the but the residents of Chicago are expressing very real rage. <laughs> um, so I, I guess I, to some extent, I think you have to be a bit insane to even to, to want to be the mayor of Chicago or a, a major metropolitan city. I, I just, I, I don't know how these people do it. I'm sure there's something, some sort of clinical diagnosis for it, but, um, <laughs> Uh, so that's about how well these public hearings went. And I do believe there was one person that went up and was able to speak about the electronic cigarette issue. Um, and uh, so I, we might have covered all of this already. But now we're moving into this week and uh, we don't have a date to uh, to give you on, on when we think this proposed ordinance or law is going to uh, be introduced into city council. But um it's a very real threat. Uh, there is a, a an alderman who is uh, going to be likely proposing uh, a tax on electronic cigarettes that would essentially tax them at the same rate as cigarettes. Um, it's very much like DC. Um, I yeah. assume um, uh, who else was trying to do it? <laughs> oh, there are a bunch of places. I mean, mostly yeah. little municipalities but i don't think that, that many of them passed because there's there's a really there's really no way to get tax parity between the two um they can try but to be know. honest i i think that that the washington dc model is probably the closest thing to it where it's based on a percentage um and uh yeah, so it's it's not exactly one for one, I think, but uh, it's very close. And still, you know, as far as, as we're concerned, a very damaging. Well, it's going to drive businesses right business right out. Small business owners are going to be shut down and there go jobs. I, <sighs> yeah. They have quickly smacked right into the laugher curve with this stuff. <laughs> shame yeah and um you know it, it's it's not doing anybody any favors uh it's certainly not benefiting public health and uh you know the the one and i i think i mentioned this last week the the one 
really important thing to come out of the Public Health England report is that you know, the very simply put statement of we should be promoting these products to people and, right. and not discouraging use. And, you know, we, we can we can gravitate toward the subtext of tobacco taxes and say this is all about the money. But, you know, what they sell this to the public as is a uh, an effort to discourage people from initiating young people from initiating on these products and right. existing users to to use them so much um so <laughs> you know I, these people have never walked into a vape shop and experienced a, you know a 20 dollars starter kit uh you know which yeah. to a smoker who's <laughs> used to spending you know anywhere from five to eight dollars a pack mm -hmm. you know that's a huge investment and you know, for even for people who have respectable jobs making tens of thousands of dollars a year, you know, looking at these products, there's there's a sticker shock there. And right. so, you know, and I, I can't, I don't know what, I mean, I know that parents get their kids' cell phones now, mm -hmm. but I, I mean, what kind of allowance are, are people giving their kids that they can afford, you know, high-end vaping products and, you know, like. <laughs> I, what, I don't know. I can't even imagine because I can't afford anything high end. Um, so, you know, uh, imagining somebody with like, uh, say, you know, one of Cisco's rebuildable Addies and a really nice 200 watt chipped mod. Um, I, I just have to find myself imagining it because I, I can't. I couldn't even tell you. Maybe it's teenagers who have their own jobs making really good money. I don't know what that would be, though. Because most kids don't have jobs. So, I, I, I don't know. But you're right. Public health is completely out of touch with, with the common man. Um, the fears that they bring up and, and all these other things, they're not they don't resonate with people in the real world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Especially when it comes to the amount of money they think that children are spending on this stuff. I, I don't know. They don't live in the same stratosphere as we do, I think. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and the bar for being a uh, lifetime user of the demon nicotine if you're <laughs> a young person is is remarkably low yeah. um so uh, you know and I, you know every time i see one of these studies i think about it and it, you know for me it, you know getting hooked on cigarettes was a process it wasn't you know i didn't you know my first couple of cigarettes actually made me physically ill um it, it wasn't you know, I didn't, I didn't take a puff off a cigarette and immediately turn to a life of crime. It was, <laughs> you know, I, I, I developed it over several years. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, and I, you know, I started smoking around 13 years old and, uh, I had to, I had to stop for a couple of years because I got in trouble for doing some other stuff, uh, you know, and, and, you know, the, the spotlight and watchtower went up around my life for a little <laughs> while, but, right. um, uh, 
you know, as soon as I got some autonomy, then I was, you know, I was back to taking risks again. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I think it's absurd. I think it does, a, there's, there's sort of a, a scientific malpractice there when we talk about these, when we talk about tobacco products in general, right. from this, this perspective of, you know, not even once, like, you know, if you, if you smoke this cigarette kid, by the end of the month, you're going to be performing sex acts in a park to, to you know, supplement your habit here. You um, know, and yet nobody ever brings up that um, there was a hit drama in this country about a teacher who had to take to making large quantities of methamphetamine <laughs> to pay for their fucking medical bills. This is what I'm saying. They are completely out of touch with us. They have no idea what they're talking about. So I, I don't know how anybody with three brain cells to rub together can pay any attention to them because they're just making it up as they go along. And I know that didn't really relate, but you know what I mean? That that's huh. more of the reality of how things are. You got to deal drugs to pay for chemo in this country, not I'm going to get a job so I can buy a, a $300 mod slash Addy and just, you know, vape my brains out and then I'm going to go become a prostitute. That's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> just isn't. Well, even, I mean, even on the smaller scale, you know, the concern, uh, you know, a lot of this, the, the, the tobacco control science people are, they're looking at the convenience store entry. So it's, you know, it's picking up the sale like for 10 bucks or five bucks. I've seen some pretty cheap ones out there. And, and that's, that's your, that's your pathway to addiction immediately. Oh, yeah. No questions. If you've done this in the past 30 days, you're, you know, you're at risk for the rest of your life. Um, well, I mean, what, what kills me, too, if you read any of these studies that tobacco control is now doing, they're actually, and I don't know how an IRB board is, is giving them clearance for this, but they're actually testing nicotine now on non-smokers. How do you get clearance to test that? Years ago, that was a no-go. And now it's okay? Well, obviously, it's not as it doesn't have the magical powers that we have been told that it does. <laughs> that's I guess that's the only way you can get past the ethics people, right? I guess. Uh, and that, and that, I'm sure that study, you know, disproving the magical powers of nicotine is is probably buried somewhere. Um, oh, I'm sure it's spun some other way. Yeah. If it's not buried, it's spun. But uh, if this brings up another, you know, important point, and that is that. Um, you know, I, I can't remember the specific example and it's, it's probably just as well. Um, but, uh, you know, there is sort of a call for measuring our responses, measuring our actions a bit as, as tobacco harm reduction advocates. And, um, you know, we, we really do going forward, continuing, whatever, however you want to see it, need to place an emphasis on high quality studies. Um, right. However you want to define high quality, I do believe that there is some debate over what quality actually is, but um, <laughs> totally different. 
philosophical <laughs> discussion, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, for decades, uh, likely centuries, um, you know, anti-tobacco people have ginned up their studies to serve their agenda. Right. And we, we cannot fight back using that strategy um, because, the, you know, the folks that we are having this conversation with or trying to have this conversation with right. uh, are uh, a lot of them are heavily invested in this tobacco control industry. And yeah. they they are very adept at picking holes in in our arguments and, and twisting our words. And, and so it's it's we're we're definitely, you know, we're the little guy in this scenario. Not that anybody really needs to be reminded of that, but um, <laughs> right. Right. I, I just, I do just want to put that out there because, you know, every week we see things posted online and, and, and people, you know, are very excited about good news and, and, you know, Oh, this study or, Oh, this person came out and spoke, or, Oh, this article. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, there was a good article that was actually written by a couple of people, um, on our board of advisors and they used some numbers in there that are not necessarily the best numbers or statements to make. Um, and so it's, uh, you know, it's just, it's very important to, to think about that and, 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 and consider it before, um, I guess running them up with it. <laughs> Running amok, yeah, I was thinking celebrations in the streets, shooting off pistols and whatever, you know, crazy. I don't know what kind of parties you guys have. I don't know. We don't, we're not allowed to have those parties. This is North Jersey, so, yeah. you know, it's just, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're not allowed to have those here either. Um, you know, much as it uh, might seem tempting, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, it was a, a interesting aside there. I think, uh, yeah, it's the slow period. So we have to find other things to talk about. Um, I apologize I, if we're just rehashing all of this stuff. I don't, I don't think we are. Um, HR 2058 is still active, right? Have we picked up any more co-sponsors, do we know? or I haven't gotten any alerts. Uh, the all of our uh, federal legislators are sort of just getting back mm -hmm. into their, their DC offices. Um, so um, it's, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're settling back into their offices and, and, and getting back to getting back to work. But the, the point being that this is an ideal time for everybody to get back on the, on the email sending kick and uh, probably send out a, a reminder this week um, your lawmakers are in their offices and, and deserve to hear from you yeah that's true they can't do what you want unless you tell them <laughs> well all right they can't pretend to do what you want unless you tell them <laughs> so, and that's always important so um and i guess it would that be it Pretty much, um, we should definitely throw in another plug for the um, the European version of the uh, testimonials project. Mm -hmm. um, spearheaded, 
Yvonne, um, Yvonne, Yvonne, I'm, I'm not sure how you say it, um, but uh, definitely a worthwhile project for international uh, harm reduction advocates. Please go and, and leave your story. It's not a CASA project, but uh, it is the, the folks from Yvonne uh, reached out to us and we were able to give some assistance. Um, and I, oh man, I forgot to look up the link again. <laughs> www.mystory.evon.org, I think. <laughs> is, yeah. So um, if you're from the UK, you should definitely go check it out and share your story because this is going to be one of the ways that, thank you, Barry, that we're able to persuade people that this is a valid form of tobacco harm reduction. If you don't tell people your stories and there is no, there is no way to correlate those, um, then you're at a disadvantage. So having something like this is, is a really big plus. Really helps, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, if you haven't already, um, share your testimonials at testimonials at kasad.org. Um, join us at www.kasad.org if you're not already a member. Uh, come see us on Facebook on the official Kasa Facebook page or the group We Are Kasa. We would love to talk to you. We are Kasa Media on Instagram and Twitter and I believe Google Plus. So come on down and talk to us. We want to help you. Thanks for thanks for everything you do, Alex. Have a great night. Thanks. You too. Thanks. Good night. Good night.